Yes, welcome back to On the Night I Go Back. I'm Ben. I'm Higgins. Yes, it sounds incredible. <laughs> okay, great. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. We are a uh, professionally uh, <laughs> recorded and edited podcast about movies and TV and uh-huh, uh-huh. growing up, you know? Coming of moving, age. Moving into that phase. What, what phase are we in? Phase six? Phase seven? Uh, Marvel's in phase four. So yeah, I think we're in phase five. <laughs> so we're phase, like phase seven yeah. or six. Yeah. I always go by what Marvel what phase Marvel's in. And that's how we know what phase we are. We're of the age where we just go based on whatever Marvel movie is, yeah. is happening, you know? Uh, how and about that? How about that scar Joe coming out hot suing Disney? Yeah. So I actually doing, didn't doing Disney plus. Yeah. I think. She's yeah. Suing. So it's, it's about them not releasing it in theaters, which is some so, sort of a- so like, I, I, you know, you hate to, 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 agree with with millionaires who want more money but in this case i totally agree with why she's doing it well both so, both sides it's, it's agreeing with millionaires who want more money if on both like, sides. regardless of so right, exactly. i'm on but i'm on scar joe's side on this yeah one. me too she she for those who don't know um black widow was released a couple of weeks ago it was the highest grossing movie of like the last two like year and a half because obviously covid Came i saw in, it yeah, raked in about 80 million, I think, in its opening weekend. Um, but it also got released, it also made 60 million um dollars on Disney Plus, the lot, the uh, the premier access Disney, Plus. right? So they they charge they release it on Disney Plus at the same time as theaters, and it costs like 30 bucks to 30 stream bucks. it, even if you yeah. have Disney Plus already, right? Yep. So she they made an additional 60 million on that platform. And now, what ScarJo is suing over is she was getting points like her salary is based on points off of the total bo- uh, box office in the theater. Right. Okay. In the but theater not box streaming. office. And they were told her people were apparently told by Disney plus that they weren't going to release it on Disney plus. It was just going to be theaters so that she can, you know, that's how she's going to make her salary. Right. Uh, and when she found out that they in fact wasn't released strictly into theaters and, you know, 60 million dollars went to disney plus without her getting a without cut her getting a cut of that she got a pretty upset and i and again hate to, you hate to agree with celebrities squabbling over millions of dollars while a lot of people are you know homeless and can't afford to feed their families and all that kind of shit but i totally agree like I totally agree with her on this one. This is that's that's a dick move by Disney Plus. Do you think she just like woke up one day and like put on Disney Plus to show her kids like some <laughs> like cartoon or something while she was making breakfast and she saw yes. the movie and she was she like, put, she, "What the fuck?" Like every other parent, she she woke up, put on she Bluey, saw herself on the front page of Disney. put on blue, put on Bluey on Disney Plus and was like, "Please leave me the fuck alone so I can go and take a twenty five minute shit and look at my phone." Yeah, that and, sounds just like Scarlett yeah. Johansson. <laughs> she was like, "Oh my god, there I am." Um, <laughs> no, did you see what did you see what Disney Plus came back at her with? Yeah, though? well, it was like a COVID. It was like, oh, yeah, it's, she's like, like, it's weak to like poke holes in our shit during COVID, like a right, pandemic, she, like, they, blah, which blah, is blah. a which is a fucking shots fired times a million on that one. Because I don't think she's, and I, I mean, we don't know her obviously, um, but like we can probably assume she's not wishing people get COVID to see her movie. But like, I don't know. Actually, Hollywood people are fucking weirdos. Like, <laughs> yeah, she might true. actually want. She might that. actually want that. Maybe. Yeah, she wants that. But, but uh, no, I, uh, I mean, it I'm is like I said. Yeah, one. like I said, it's 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 you're rooting for billionaires no matter what, right? Okay. I mean, the idea is that like she clearly was fucked over, and I would never. I don't think I would ever side with Disney in anything. Disney is like kind of a shitty company. Yeah, Disney is like the like the evil empire. Yeah, for sure. And even though like all of the media, I 
consume from Disney, Disney yeah. and they now own all of my favorite franchises. Uh, they still suck bones, they so really to speak. Do. They really yeah. do. I sucked some I, bones the other day, actually. I uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, Jesus Christ, Higgins. <laughs> yeah, that is in, that is inappropriate. Oh, we'll cut. We'll cut that. We'll cut. No, that. I'm not cutting that. No, I'm oh, like, okay. this. 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 <laughs> oh yeah, this is <laughs> this is coming fully uncut. <laughs> this is a cut, like like me. <laughs> <laughs> like uh yeah sucking on some uncut bones uh yep. i've been smoking a lot of meats i've been doing a lot of smoked meats and okay. uh yeah it's been really delicious so that's i've been sucking on bones there um but what, what are we talking about? I, I don't know <laughs> yeah I mean, uh... yeah i mean we are off to a great start here yep so movie tv podcast yep. scarlett johansson taking Scarlett's a 35 Johansson. minute dump yep um you know, you know she does i know she does i know she does uh-huh. you know she does hand Everybody yeah. poops. Yeah, that's right. I follow her toilet's Instagram, so I know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Which would get like, I mean, if that was a real thing, I mean, you know, we're way off, way off, way off base here, but that Instagram would have like 10 billion followers. Yeah, that, would be, that Instagram would be the shits. Anyway. So what's going on? Yeah, how have I you like been? I haven't, I haven't no, seen you, you know in a what? while. Okay, you know what? I'll start. Um, I've been great. Thank you. How have you been? I've been okay. We didn't see you on the boys' Zoom yesterday. Yeah, I uh, I got drunk, and I should have I should have said something again. But I yesterday was uh, a close friend, friend of the show, my my good friend Joe, uh, godfather to my other daughter. Now that, mm-hmm. now that now 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 I have to be now I have to be specific because the lesser you know, godfather for sure, multiple godfathers now. Um, it's his birthday yesterday, so we went and did some axe throwing. Have you ever done that? Yeah, I did axe throwing. Did you go to Somerville? We went to the one in Everett. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I um, went to one in Somerville. It's it's fine. Yeah, it was. I had a lot of fun, and then um, we ended up going out to a friend's house afterwards, and I got really inebriated and didn't come home till about two two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. So wow, that's yeah. crazy. Yep, that's so some I crazy was, shit. You're going out I, and staying out late and stuff. I know. It's like back in my twenties or something. Yeah, you're but, a father. Uh, well, the the so last night, the only reason we were able to do anything last night was because Emily's parents graciously offered to take both kids for the night mm-hmm. as a trial run for when Brett's wedding comes around. Um, because they're gonna be taking oh. they're gonna be taking them for the night for that. So they're like, okay, well, we'll have a quick tw- trial run, see how it goes. And so Emily and I had were kid free last night. So wow, it was uh, yeah, it was uh, it was quite it was quite nice. The morning, this morning was very nice to be able to like kind of just take like, our time. Yeah. Like wake up whenever you want to. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, other than that, everything else has been, uh, you know, whatever, just working and uh, waiting to talk to you. Waiting, so, working, waiting, working and waiting uh-huh. to talk to your boy. How was, uh, how was your weekend? Uh, pretty uneventful. How, how was the Zoom? Zoom was good. Zoom was good. Yeah. We got a good turnout. We did some Jackbox. Uh, hung out for a bit. Adam fell asleep. I I, I kind of gathered that from the group chat. The group chat of what was yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just was... fucking conked out. I guess. <laughs> typical, typical Adam stuff. But yeah, that no, was good. And the weekend was pretty uneventful. The, you know, I've been working and doing doing yard stuff mostly, like outdoor projects and whatnot. Nice. We uh we put a flower bed in last week, which was a whole a whole thing, but it came okay. up really well. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw it on Jimmy's. Yeah, probably. Or yeah. Or something. Came out well. Turns out we're really good at it. And oh. yeah. And uh, bought a new filter for the pool today. So we should hopefully be able to get that uh, cleaner than it is right now. Have you been using the pool? 
we've been using the pool occasionally. It's safe to swim in. We got the water tested, but it is kind of like it's like kind of green. Yeah, yeah, it's like kind of green, like a, like a like a brown green. It's not like a uh, it's not appealing, right? So we wouldn't be like, yo, come like on, swim in our pool, like a Scarlett Johansson diarrhea green type of thing. It's similar to that. Yeah, that isn't yeah. the first thing that popped into my head, but uh, well, that's the new Crayola color you didn't hear. Oh wow, yeah. I didn't even realize Crayola was still a uh, was still a thing. Yeah, well, hey, now you know. The more yeah. you know. Uh, I know uh, a lot. Yeah. Do you have a lot of trees over the pool or is it like a pretty open? Like, do you get a lot of like leaves and stuff in there? We get stuff in there. We get stuff in there. We have a cover on it right now because we haven't been using it too, too much. And then we just like pull the cover back when we want to swim in it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no. So once it gets all cleared out, I think it'll be good and we'll swim more. I mean, it's been hot as hell here. So it's oh. been good swimming, good swimming weather. That's cool. Um, mowed the lawn yesterday, which is the whole thing. It's been real smoky. Did here, you get a so sit down the- one yet? No, I'm still no. standing. I'm still uh, mowing my lawn fully erect, so what to speak. A, what, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I like pushing the lawnmower. It's good exercise. I mean, you like you know, standing? I'm a total, I'm a total stander. You're a total lughead. Yeah, I'm know? a total lughead. I'm a big old lughead. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, I went to the movies a few days ago, <gasps> which we, which we will talk about. Nice. Nice. Um, Jamie did some camping this weekend with her friends in their RV. Um, she's friends with this, like she's friends with this couple and they have a bunch of couple friends and they do like this big RV caravan. So they're like, there's just like tons and tons of RVs. You don't like, that's not your style. No, no, this, this just, it makes me uncomfortable. What's going on. What kind of like, like a, just so just like a couple's retreat type of thing. Are you like, I mean, what are you, it's literally like the exact same thing as what probably you did yesterday. Right. Which is go out with a bunch of couples without your kids and mm-hmm. get drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Except not for Jamie because Jamie doesn't drink. She's not drinking anymore. She doesn't drink. She hasn't been drinking for several years. And I really appreciate that. You've been paying attention to well, what I, she I does. Shouldn't, wouldn't it be? I really appreciate that I, you pay attention to my life. Wouldn't it be weirder if I had noticed that she doesn't drink? No, it would be nice if you'd notice little things about my family. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really nice. Do you notice that my, my that Riley doesn't drink? I didn't notice that, and she definitely yeah. was drinking when I was there. So, yeah. so <laughs> she was like, uh, you know, like father, like daughter. She was not going to feed back. Yeah. Uh. So. So yeah. So they. Jamie was explaining this to me. They have. It's like this. They're like really into RVs, right? So they have like motorhomes and trailer RVs. And I really want. And, I really want one so bad. So you do. So this is something I was going to ask you. So. That lifestyle doesn't, it's not too appealing to me right now. Who knows, like 20 years from now or like whenever I retire, like who knows. But what what about like an RV? Because you're not a big camper to begin with. No, I mean. You're not a big would, outdoor guy no, at all. I, I, that's, not, that's not true. I do yeah, like the is. outdoors. I, okay, okay, fine. You got me. Um, <laughs> I pay attention to the little things. And I, can tell, <laughs> I can tell you hate the outdoors. Um, I just, yeah, I've never like, I never learned how to like set up a tent or like I never did like the Boy Scouts or anything like that. So like actual like roughing it type camping i've never done but like i would totally do i've done like you know camper camping and stuff like that so like i would do that kind of stuff i think um, it sounds it sounds fun i would never i wouldn't buy one i don't think oh they're so point. expensive they're, so they're expensive. really expensive and they have like a, jeremy was explaining to me they have like really nice ones with like my, all the bells and whistles so my cousin shout out jill i don't know if she's listening what's uh, up jill she uh so she spends half the half the year um she lives kind of by where roger lives actually and half the year they spend at a at a campsite and they and her and her husband and her and their family got like a super nice like i'm talking like 
Like it's, it's nicer than most houses. Like, so I don't know if I understand that though. I don't know if I get why you would leave your house to live in a motorhome for more than like a week. So hers isn't a motorhome per se. Like it, 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 they, they winterized theirs. So theirs like stays in the, in the, in the campsite and they, like, oh. it's, it's like, it's a campsite. It's, it's where they go for the summer. And like, so it's basically like having a summer house, except it's like, a, yeah, but it's like a double wide trailer type of yeah, situation. Right, okay. But it's okay. so, I mean, but it's so nice. And, but it, it, but technically it can be moved if it needed to be moved, you know, um, or for a prank or for a prank <laughs> wake up you're in the ocean bitch uh, <laughs> see ya bon voyage <laughs> bon voyage viking burial <laughs> you're, you're shooting bow and arrows. Arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um no so like in the, all her friends like the people that are in her campsite have all these you know super nice campers and i would totally i totally get that appeal because it's like literally living in like a a smaller like just nice home like the, like they have like granite countertops and like you know high tech like you know but at that food. point just get a summer house but i think it's a lot cheaper than getting a summer house because yeah not, i guess so. even if it's like yeah it, even if it's like fifty thousand dollars or something it's still way cheaper than getting yeah. like a like a cabin Right. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Um, I don't know. I, I could also see myself being like the the driving, like around state to state in a camp in an RV. And- see, I think that would be fun, but not like all the time. Yeah, like every year. Like I think it'd be awesome if a few of us got like together and got like an RV and then like went across the country or something. That would be like a that would be like a a uh, experience of a lifetime. Right, but you can rent. I mean, if you're looking for just like a one time thing, you can rent them. Yeah. And do that and like get a group of people and, and do that. Which I'd be much more likely to do than buying them. But regardless. I if, yeah. I think if you buy one, like you kind of have to do it every year just to make it just to make it worth it that you have it. Because these some of these yeah. some of these like the super nice ones are like hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so. no, totally. And that's exactly what it is. So you like you're buying it to have like an obligation. And I guess like, you know, back to Jamie's friends, they have a whole group of people who like yeah. do this every summer, which again could be fun if you're like all friends and you, you know, that's a cool like tradition. So I suppose I can see the appeal, not something I'd be interested in doing at this point, but um, anyway, she went and did that. I stayed here and and hung out and did yard stuff and it was really hot here. So I really stayed inside mostly. Cool. But uh, that's what I'm, that's what I've been doing tomorrow. I'm going golfing with Chuck. What? Yeah. Shout out Chuck. Um, We're doing the whole thing. So there's a, we're going to the Coeur d'Alene country club. uh, Tea times at seven. We have a pre tea time rub down, so to speak, uh, massage. What's his and, name? <laughs> and you are you are all over all over the uh, the homophobia this this episode. That's, that's not homophobic. How's that homophobic? Mm, I don't know. I'll let it slide. Okay. <laughs> I've consulted. I've consulted the gay community. We're gonna let it slide. Uh, I am gonna get a rub down, and uh, then we get a cart, and we have a caddy too. So it's good. It's a whole effect. Nice. Do you not have to work tomorrow? I just took the morning off. Oh, oh, you're like a real businessman. Just took the morning off to go entertain a client doing some golfing. <laughs> My client Chuck. <laughs> yeah, Chuck in the truck. So uh, yeah, so that'll be fun. I am not good at golf, but have you ever golfed? I've golfed once. I golfed with Sully in Connecticut, which was it was fine. We only did nine holes. I think we're doing eighteen tomorrow, which sounds oh like it's going to be a very very long time. But yeah, um, it's cool. We're going with Chuck. We're going with a couple other people, uh, and. I don't know. I am looking forward to it. It'll be nice to spend some time with, with the old bill, so to speak, Mm -hmm, mm brother-in-law. Um, and, uh, it'll be nice to, it's supposed to be a nice mild day compared to how it has been. So that's pretty lucky. Uh, It won't be overly hot. Plus it's like so early in the morning that like, you know, it won't be too bad, but 
you know, I bought some clubs. I bought some, I bought some used clubs on Craigslist and I hit the driving range on Friday and I'm looking pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> it's not the driving, you know, it's the short game you got to really worry about. Well, I need to worry about all of it. So yeah. But the short game, the driving is almost the easiest part as opposed to like the short game is the tough part, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be like, I don't know what, what clubs to use. I'm, I'm glad there's a caddy. Cause I'll be able to ask him. Like, what do you, what do you recommend? Like a legitimate caddy or he's just like, like a guy that like, just is going like, I mean, I, well, what do you, I mean, what I don't know. Doing? Like, like asking, like when I'm thinking, when I think of, <laughs> he's like some like, stranger, it's like, Hey, do you want a caddy for us? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like, you're going to ask him like advice about stuff. Like, isn't that what caddy? you do with caddies? But that's what like professionals do with like their professional caddies that they so do you think paid. that the quarterland country club hires like dudes who don't know anything about golf to, to... i think the i think the quarterland country club hires kids that just during the summer to make let me tell you eleven dollars an hour whoever it is the guests best whoever it is they're going to know more about golf than i do so it's worth get them, asking get them to get them to listen to the pod yeah maybe i will play the pod throughout i mean i know those things have have bluetooth play the pod like just blast it yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna just take this i'm just gonna stick the sticker all over the place uh do it just so everyone knows yeah i think maybe i'll do that maybe i'll let's do get, that let's get this thing going global yeah we'll get a global we'll get a global for sure uh so yeah so that'll be fun I'm looking forward to that cool yeah yeah it's uh it's going pretty well uh, in a couple weeks we're going to meet guy fieri which will be fun I, in, yep. in california and then the it's week nice. after that my parents are coming for the week and we have a bunch of fun stuff planned for that. So, and you're missing up the big, the, the biggest, the biggest part of it all. By the time Which we is... talk, by the time, I mean, by the time, not, no, by the, not by the time this airs. And so your birthday's coming up. Oh so, yeah. My birthday. That's right. So uh, yeah, I don't have much plan for the birthday. No, not really. We're going to go out to dinner. Um, the guy Fieri yeah. thing wasn't like a birthday present. It was like a birthday present. Yeah. But okay. I thought, but like, but like for my birthday, like my actual birthday, uh, we're going to go out to a nice, nice dinner. And you know, that's that a nice seafood dinner might be seafood. Yeah. Might not be. We're going to go to, uh, what are we doing? One night we're going to a steakhouse that I really like called Wolf Lodge, get some steak and some sea bass. So it will be a seafood dinner. That's surf and turf, baby. That's surf and turf, baby. That's what it's exactly right. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, no, it's mostly, it's mostly eating. It's mostly an eating birthday. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking about coming back for my birthday, but I'm coming back to Boston in a, a few weeks after that. So, um, yeah, for, for Alex's wedding. Well, I'm coming back for work and it'll coincidentally be during Alex's wedding. Um, Jeremy sent me the itinerary for the bachelor party, which is next yeah. weekend. Yeah. And it is pretty fucking funny. Pretty broy. It's very broy. It's yeah. it's extremely broy. They talk about smoke shows and you know, it's all really Are you lying? Oh yeah. No, I'm not lying, dude. I'm not lying. Like they actually say the word smoke show. They say the word smoke show in the itinerary. They're basically <laughs> It's basically like uh, they're. I don't know. You have to like read it to to like really well, fully get it. Je- but Jeremy, I know you're listening. Can you please forward me this itinerary? He sent it to everyone on the Zoom yesterday. So uh, uh, it's uh, yeah. You shouldn't have been fucking around. Sorry. You should have been finding out about the bachelor party. Uh, so yeah, you like that? So um, yeah, no, they're gonna bring home smoke shows and uh, yeah, lots of stuff. It was it was lots of good stuff. Okay. So he's doing that next weekend, and then the, and then the wedding is a few weeks after that. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And I'm, I'm just glad, sitting here, and I'm, I'm glad we caught up. That was that was nice. That was really so, nice. That was really nice. So should we tell the people about our guest today? Yes, or? I was just going to say okay. a little bit later. Uh, we're going to be joined by a friend of the show, Chris. Chris is a young young gentleman who I went to college with, and I've remained good friends with. Oh, I thought he was a work friend. He is not a work friend. No, he. 
went to Yuha. Um, he actually, he, we didn't overlap. We only over overlap for a year, but I hung out with him. Like when I lived in Connecticut after, after college. And then we've just consistently stayed good friends, playing video games, playing music, doing the whole talking gone, about life. Would he be in a place that I can remember him from? Yeah. You met him at the, at my bachelor party. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I know Chris. Yeah. 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 You met him. He, you, he and Jesse who are their, their good friends who we, we all hang out together. Uh, Chris and Jesse came to my bachelor party. You would remember him from the 10 minutes that you spent at my bachelor party. I was literally there for two days. You were there for two one, days. one day. I came down. I came down Thursday night before and you were you, me and Sully, you, Sully and I had a nice. A oh nice yeah, that's right. That's right. That was nice. Thursday before. That was nice. That was nice. I knew I had to leave early. So I gave you a, an extra day. That was nice. That was very considerate. Very considerate. And I drove everybody. Yeah. yeah all right. To, just all right. Of course, I had to find her own ride home. <laughs> just but relax. I did drive you guys down there. Just so. relax. Uh, yeah. You were present at some of it. So, so that's where you will remember Chris from. Okay. Um, and yeah. So he'll be joining us a little bit later. We're going to be talking about video game movies because that's one of the things that Chris and I do together is play video games very frequently. So um, video game movies or video games and movies. So. We'll open format, open format. Oh. What I'm interested in talking about is, is, uh, Obamacare, Obamacare. And I really just, we need to end it. You know, <laughs> I'm fucking done with that shit. Um, <laughs> my body literally heals itself. What do yeah. I need Obamacare? I, for? <laughs> I got Wolverine care. I got X-Men care. Uh, so yeah. Uh, what I'm looking forward to talking about is like movies that are based on video game franchises typically are not very good. So I want to dive into like why that is and talk about some that, you know, kind of break that mold. Uh, mm -hmm. And then there's other, you know, the other type of video game movies is the, is the inverse, right. Where it's like um, video games that were based off of movies. Right? right. So there's, there's a bunch of ways you can, you can interpret that. Uh, but really I just wanted to get Chris on the show and uh, you know, chat with him and, and get him, get him involved because he's a loyal listener and he's a good dude. And I'm really looking forward to, speaking to him. So that'll be in, you know, 15, 20 minutes or so before that Higgins, I have a really important question to ask you. Yep. Should I, should I ask you now or should I wait for the end of the show? Wait till the end of the show. No, I'll ask you now. Higgins, what have you been watching? Hey, <laughs> I am shocked. Um, shocked and appalled. Shocked uh, and appalled. I would well, like to hear about what you've been watching. You're welcome. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, no problem. Uh, I appreciate you. I, um, been watching a few things. I'll start with order of importance, least uh, least order of importance to most order of importance. I uh, finished my rewatch of Friday Night Lights. I just finished the last season, and it holds up. The show holds, holds up. up. The whole thing, start to finish, holds up. Yes, I mean, obviously, we talked about it last time. How this the first like, season, yeah, like, dips after the first, the first season, season. Is, is a modern classic, and and the second through fifth seasons aren't as good, but the show itself does hold up. Um, got a little choked up in a couple scenes. I forgot how sad and you know how how sad it can be. Um, but overall, you know, I'm a huge Eric Taylor and uh, Tammy Taylor fan. They they rocked it. I didn't know, mm -hmm. and I, I found this out after doing the rewatch mm -hmm. that Kyle Chandler won an Emmy for the last season of Friday Night Lights. Did he really? He won best best lead actor in a drama series. I could see that he's so he's so but he good. Beat out, I mean, but he beat out John Hamm in Mad Men, which I know I know that was like everyone but, beat out John Hamm in Mad Men. No, but it's the it. it's the last season bump though. Doesn't the, the yeah. last season always gets a bump for for Emmy like likelihood to win? So I think right. that. And I'm sure John Hamm, I don't know this for sure, but I'm sure he won. He did win in his last season. For, yeah, last uh, season. Yeah, I yeah. think that's typically when that kind of shit happens. But I, so, I went uh, back and I watched, you know, that particular award being presented on YouTube. 
and just the people that he was up against, I was like, how did he fucking win this? Like, especially for the fifth season, like I can give it, if you had said he wins for the first season, I would have given it to you because that was, you know, but the fifth season, he really wasn't anything special, but anyway, I mean, well, are you sure the fifth season itself wasn't anything special and he was just, he was good in it or that could, that could be it. That could, I mean, because you probably weren't looking out for that. I bet if you had known that ahead of watching season five, you would have looked out for his, looked out for his like showing, yeah. Showing off his acting chops. Yeah. Which I'm sure um, he did. I mean, he's a, he's a great actor. He's a great it's actor. A great, and it's a great role. I mean, that is a... He went from a, that to like... Role. He went from that to Bloodline. Remember, did you ever watch Bloodline? No, I didn't, but oh, I, uh, I heard that was good. That was really good. And and then, you know, he, now he, then he pops up in like here and there and other things. But yeah. like that yeah. and Bloodline are just such good shows. And he's... Kyle Chandler's great. Um, so yeah, I finished Friday Night Lights. And then I guess this is the only other thing we... I, we for time reasons, we'll talk about this. Um, I watched, have you watched, so HBO Max released a um, documentary about Woodstock 99. Mm. Um, I've not out, watched that. Okay, it came out last last week, I think. Yeah, um, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of buzz. It's very buzzworthy. It's um, very buzzworthy, I heard. Very buzzworthy. So the document, I watched it. The documentary, it's great. It's an hour and 45 minutes, so it's a little lengthy for a documentary but it's not like a Netflix documentary where it's just like broken up into like six into six hour long episodes. Like it actually, you know, it's, it gets, it gets in and gets out. Yep. But um, so yeah, base it's, it, it's all about Woodstock 99 and it touches on everything um, from the conditions to the, to the, to the acts, like the acts themselves to, you know, obviously what that, what that Woodstock is most remembered for is the final night when the whole, crowd went wild and literally just hit fire yeah yeah yeah. um and that was due obviously to you know you know we're talking a trope like you know we the fire fest the thing that debacle that had happened a few years ago was kind of scoffed at and laughed at because you know look at these you know rich idiots that promised all these things to these kids these are also like rich kids and they got nothing um but this was like fire fest times 10 like the right the, yeah i read a little about about this and one of the things that the article mentioned is that the the difference between this the, between woodstock 99 and firefest is that like woodstock 99 was like you didn't have to fly to get there it no, was yeah it was cheap to go relatively like it wasn't just a bunch of rich, rich kids it was like a whole shitload of of many different types of many people. oh yeah many many types, all yeah, walks of yeah, life yeah. um but <clears throat> i mean the, the, in, in the documentary they talk about how they ran out of water after this this was a four three or four day event. I think it was Thursday to Sunday. Where was it again? It was in um I, I want to say Woodstock, but it's not Woodstock. I'm let, let me look it up. It's in some place in New York. Yeah. Okay. Um uh but yeah, so like would they, they you know, seven dollar bottle of waters, like they, they would give you like food that was, you know, essentially a piece of bread and like some some sort of meat in between, whether it's like ham or cheese or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um your shout the showers people stop showering after like the second or third day because the showers they would they were saying how in the men's in the men's shower and the women's shower you're literally in knee deep water while you're showering and that water Ugh. is like Filled shit with human waste you know, yeah human waste like you know and then in the some of the in some of the guys ripped the head had you know knocked over or like ripped open sections of the girl's uh, bathroom so they can like look at them while they were showering. Like, yeah. That's another thing I read is that there was yeah. a lot of like, there was a lot of like sexual harassment. Rape, right. So there was a lot of, a lot of rape cases that that's fucking up. crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a really wild documentary and it. And it's, it's something I, I mentioned to you off, off air, how we could have a good discussion about this because one of the thesis statements essentially of this documentary was 
how um, Woodstock 99 was kind of the breeding ground for the for the for the modern day misogynistic right so do you do you believe that do i believe what they said it how like how they presented it like yeah right the thesis because the thesis of that documentary is is like what you just said it's like that that, that, every all the modern social shit that's going on right now was was like essentially amplified or started at woodstock 99 right um i don't know if i believe and again this is it this is such a so a topic we can talk about for a long time with people that are smarter than us to, that we can talk to talk if we to. can find them. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so like to keep it concise, I don't I don't believe that. Um, but that again could be my white privilege speaking and not not having the right basis to come from with with, with my. That's what I read, opinion. and you know when I read an article about it, it was like it was like it was kind of a stretch to. It know, was the, yeah the way the way it's presented in the documentary is a stretch and it's, it's a bit of a stretch yeah yeah and it and the woman that 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 essentially is leading that charge in the documentary, you know, she's, it seems like she's, she knows what she's trying, what she's, what she's doing, you know, like she's, it doesn't seem like a sincere thing that she's saying. She's almost like saying it to start something, you know, right. to, like, to, to like give the documentary a purpose essentially. Right. Because, but in my opinion, like if it would have been not a fluff piece without it, because there's enough in the doc. I mean, they, one there was one person died at, the, at Woodstock from heat exhaustion. Um, you know, there was multiple, multiple rape um, accusations and 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 all this stuff. Like, and plus, like there was only three. That one big thing they talk about is where they tie it in with the misogyny. Is like of the there were you know seventy or eighty. Uh, bands and and artists for over the three days and only three female acts oh wow <laughs> one female act each day and it was um cheryl crow one day uh jewel one day and then alanis morissette so like three of the biggest acts at the time but still but, extremely but still disproportionate yeah disproportionate so that like kind of led into the misogyny talk um and um but i feel like there was enough here to 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 talk about without having to bring introducing that definitely it's it. interesting to hear about how crazy people people went because if you think about it what 99 we were what like 14 15, 15? Yeah, 14 15 yeah i mean yeah. we very well could have almost no, could have been there yeah. yeah you could i mean you probably would have had to go with a parent but like you could have gone yeah. um so yeah it, it, it's definitely i don't i can't i can't sit here and say that this was the a microcosm of everything that would happen later, but you know, the the teenagers in that and those the kids that were the concert goers of that of Warstock '99 now then are you know in their 40s and 50s now that they could hold you know political offices they could hold so, totally, I mean, totally it's not it's not to say that some people there didn't have the same views as they have now that has you know and could be expressing them the same way but i just i'm not i'm not ready to make the the leap that i think yeah no totally i think i think the 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 takeaway is the kind of shit that they're referencing um uh like toxic masculinity yes. and uh and and um sexism and stuff like that it has been so pervasive in american society that you can find examples of it pretty much everywhere and right. they just tried to take that and 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 take it to like the nth degree and make a whole mm. story about it. But in actuality, this was just a fucking new metal shit show where people well, couldn't act that's, right. That's the thing is like the, the the concert goers deserve most of the not goers the concert the people who threw the concert you know the promoters they deserve all of the blame if not 
you know, 99% of it. Obviously they didn't know that these kids were going to light shit on fire and rape and rape. And you know, I mean, they probably things. should have known that but based like, on the audiences of the bands that they, that they booked. Right. But like, there's still people now, like even in the documentary, they got, they talked to some of the guys, some of the guys who ran the show who are still now. And you know, 21 years later, 20, whatever, how long, for long this thing was years later, still blame Fred Durst for this. Like they're yeah. still blaming Limp Biscuit for what, for, for what happened. It's like, no, it's not Limp Biscuit's fault. Like, did they do anything to like quiet the crowd? No. Like, but like, it's a fucking concert, it's, it's like a concert. Like yeah. you, you're the ones who made these kids, you know, go days without being able to get water and food and like, and like cause this, 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 this powder keg of, of, of emotions to have to happen. It's more interesting from that perspective than it is from some sort of a social relevance Mm-hmm. perspective it's like the the like what like what did the the people who were running the event what did they think was going to happen right? right like it was like well, they, thought, a perfect they, storm. Thought, they thought woodstock 64 was going to happen they thought right. you know what they thought even 94 a couple few years earlier like was a lot more peaceful um and it's funny one of the people in the documentary talk about one of the concert goers in the documentary talk about how it's like they seem like the concert uh, promoters were trying to force us to have their Woodstock a Woodstock moment that we didn't ask for mm-hmm. like they wanted us to have I the same Woodstock moment that they had but it's yeah, like you yeah. didn't ask for this yeah totally you, know? you totally so you asked like we what we asked for was to go to a, a cheap relatively cheap ticket too I think they showed the ticket I think the ticket was only like a hundred bucks for three days so it's like a relatively cheap ticket to see 80 bands like right. and 80 of the biggest bands in the world like yeah. that's what they that's what they went for you know they didn't go for some some you know spiritual religious yeah some life-changing yeah, yeah totally totally that's a great that's a great point I mean I could definitely relate to that they like tried to make something happen and ended up just blowing up in their fucking faces i think that's, instead uh, of it owning that they blame fred durst and they blame right Rush. which is crazy and, and, they, and in my opinion if they wanted to blame red hot chili peppers they they might have to go, go right ahead because <laughs> well no yeah not only because they they're kind of they're douchey but so it was during the rhcp set when the shit started really hitting the fan mm-hmm. and like, the fire started go- getting lit and the concert goer, the concert promoter came out and said something to Anthony Kiedis being like, Hey, can you like say something to calm this down and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of it. And then they played uh, a Jimi Hendrix. They, they played a cover of Jimi Hendrix's fire. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, what a good idea. Right after that. And literally like just got the crowd more into it. So like, if you want to yeah. blame somebody, I would say blame Anthony Kiedis and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Don't blame Fred Durst though. Like I, I I'm not a, I'm not a Limp Biscuit apologist by any stretch of the word, but uh, I feel like now still he they get shit for that. And but you're like, right. It sounds like the artists deserve the the smallest chunk of the blame right. compared to the majority of the blame. I which mean, is what... you, nobody there said on mic. Yeah, what you're doing is a good idea. Keep doing it. Yeah, keep <laughs> doing it. So like, no, it's not the artist's fault. Like, it's the same people who who will. And this is something we could talk about too. Like in a, an extended. Uh, discussion is like the same people who blame Marilyn Manson and uh, you know Ozzy Osbourne and all these you know quote unquote Satan worshippers for for people who end up like you know doing mass shootings or 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 harming others and right that, or blaming video games or to, blaming video to, games which you, you know, could which you could roll which is into. relevant to what we're talking about today yeah. yeah totally it's not that you can't it's 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 just it's just passing the buck and 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 dumping responsibility onto somebody who you know, doesn't deserve that kind of blame. Yeah, you know? totally, totally. And it's, Which, it's, it's wild, it's still happening. Yeah, know? I mean, that is that is very uh, emblematic of 
the world today, right? And right. in that way, nothing has nothing has changed. And that might actually be a microcosm of of what's happening today is people not taking fucking responsibility for you know something and trying to pass the buck, which is that, yeah. something we see all the time. But uh well, anyway, interesting. The, the very interesting on HBO Max. It's like I said, it's like an hour and a half long, so it's it's a quick it's a quick little jaunt, and it's it's a really it's I think it's really well done. If you it, it like we can I said it raises a lot of questions that are worth talking about and discussing, and at the very least, you get to go see what the fucking world was like in 1999 and see what some of these kids had to go through at this concert because it was yeah. like you could not pay me like some of these bands are awesome and i would just to say that you were there maybe would be cool i would never like, go to a fucking but I would, you would festival. never there's no way never there's pay no way. me to do that no, no way. way not at all not at all so uh yeah, maybe maybe like when i was like 20 but not definitely not now it's definitely not now well the cool thing is now <laughs> being an adult is like hey, sure i'll buy a ticket for the four day festival, but I'm going just for go, just go see one act yeah, and, yeah, exactly. and I'll, and yep. I'll, I'll eat the money and just leave. You don't feel like you that. need to make it. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good so, point. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Check it out. It's really worth, it's worth the watch. Uh, and other than that, that's really all I watched this week. So cool. Okay. Uh, good, good stuff. Moving right along. I'll give you a couple of mine. If you don't, if you don't mind, uh, uh, I'd rather not, but uh, I mean, I guess. All right. How about this one? Sure. I forgot to talk about this last time, even though it came out right before we did our last episode. The mm-hmm. second season of the Netflix sketch comedy show starring oh, Tim Robinson. Yeah. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. <laughs> yes. uh, probably one of the funniest shows on TV. Oh, I mean, God. I think it's the funniest thing on on any sort of TV right now. I mean, it's 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 just it's just so so good. I, I, so I, I don't remember. Are you a fan of of this? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Have you watched second season? I have watched. Mo- like 95 percent of it so i like tried to start writing down my favorite s- skits and they're basically mm-hmm. all incredible oh um, everyone uh there is one that you've probably seen that's actually topical right now so uh this week we didn't talk about this uh bob odenkirk had a little bit of a health scare mm-hmm. um and he's okay he had a small heart attack he's Shout okay out bob odenkirk. He's a really listener, so. really sh- yeah really showed how universally loved he is based yeah. on the outpouring of 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 well wishes from basically everyone everyone yeah. twitter like shut down for the day which is like it takes a lot <laughs> to get that to happen um, seriously but he's okay uh he's in an incredible sketch that that kind of did you see that oh, one oh my god they, when, he, when when yeah it like encapsulates like his the, he's trying to convince the kid that him and his dad were friends yeah and he's got yeah. the classic cars and yeah. he's got triples oh my god it's so funny but every one got- of them has has this really unique humor to it and this really unique kind of charm um and the acting is really good roger was mentioning that he shout out roger roger knows someone who was involved in the production of the show and it's he said that the guy told him that um the guy tim robinson no the guy who worked in the show told him that uh uh everything is planned out to a t it's okay. not improvised at all. Everything is said okay, verbatim that's... as it is on the script. All of the all of the facial gestures, the reactions, everything is like completely choreographed. And I think it's really interesting because that attention to detail really comes through because every right. like what's funny about it isn't just what's being said, but it's like the reactions and the, the reactions and, I think are more funny than the, what's the re- actually being said. The reactions are, and we've talked about this, like I think reaction is is like the like, like just even like nonverbal reactions. Like that's what I think is really funny. Like that's mm-hmm. why I think Mac in, in always sunny is funny because his nonverbal reactions to thing is, is, is really funny. And, and, and that's like the, the I think you should leave kind of all the sketches kind of have the same formula. It's one dude, usually Tim Robinson, who's like mm-hmm. doing something ridiculous and a bunch of people like kind of hot tug into a meeting. Yeah, exactly. And a bunch of people like acting normally, just like, yeah. how, like, and that's what makes it feel like this is something that's <laughs> happening in real life. 
Um, so of course the reaction is like, is the funny part, but, uh, man, <laughs> I, there's nothing better. There's nothing I, better. My favorite one. There was a lot, but my favorite one I think was the, was, <laughs> was when, um, Tim Robinson is there in they're in the parking lot and the, and Jim Robinson's driving the minivan and the guy behind us. Oh, he doesn't know how to drive. <laughs> and the guy behind us is like, what's going on? I don't, don't know. How to drive? I don't like, know. No, I don't know how to drive. <laughs> and he, he's like, what do you want me to do here? <laughs> it's just, and that's such a, that's such a low key kind of short, silly one. And it's still so good. Uh, every, every sketch is, is really, really good. My favorite's the blues brothers one. Did you see? Oh, I don't know if I saw that one. He's basically like Tim Robinson is trying either like all he's like with a bunch of friends at like a cabin and he's trying to break the tension because one of his couple friends is fighting. So he does like a complete blues brothers routine and the dog who's there starts freaking out and like barking <laughs> at him and everyone's yelling at him to stop. But he won't stop. And he's like, he keeps getting his girlfriend to turn up the volume. And she's like, I don't want to turn up the volume. You need to stop. It's really, really funny. And, and Tim, commits to the blues brothers dance like he really obviously sat there and practiced it and does it exactly like it is supposed to be i mean that's that's, that's awesome. kind of like emblematic of the um the dedication and attention to detail that we were talking about earlier about the show and well I it's funny so like in, my, in your opinion do you find improv, improv improvisation no see this is the thing i'm not a big sketch comedy guy i'm not right. a big improv guy stuff like um kids in the hall and the state snl obviously that's not really my my forte but this is like something about i think you should leave is like that but it's my it's like my flavor of it i guess do you think do you so what do you think's harder to do so do you think it's harder what they're doing which what, what this apparently is doing where like every joke is written down as it every joke is performed as it's written so like everything you're seeing being act out has been written that way so it's like there's some crazy fucking person who has a mind so beautiful that they can write yeah. out these these sketches and, and they're know, like this little facial yeah. gesture is going to sell this right. whole scene and it does or do you think do you think or like improv legitimate improv. improv yeah uh i think i think doing improv well is harder but yeah. i don't think most people do improv well so right. so yes of course making something up on the spot and being that funny is harder but that doesn't happen. I don't think SNL is funny. Like I like. Right, I know. So like, like, I was I was gonna harken it back to so like obviously I'm a huge. I'm still listening to that Office Ladies podcast. Yeah, yeah. And they talk about they they have the scripts with them when they're when they're going over the episodes. So a lot of the times they'll say like when when a certain joke comes up they'll say was that was that written that way or was that improvised right, by Steve right. Carell or whoever. And you find I've been finding out that the office writers are just good ass writers and most of those jokes were written as they as they were shown on tv so it's yeah, like yeah it's kind of the same really thing. appreciate how smart and how funny people can be when totally when, they, when they're when they're like that and not to Absolutely. take away from anybody who can improvise like Steve no no Boy. no. but you're dead on i mean that i think that is the highest form of the of the art and i think yeah. when you have something like a steve carell who who is working in a little bit of improv to that that's even that's almost even more impressive because he's just so funny consistently, but it is largely the same thing, right? If you think about what's funny about the office, it's, it's Michael Scott or Andy Bernard or Dwight doing something ridiculous and everyone else reacting, reacting to him as if you would, yeah. it's kind of the same, it's the same formula. Right. <laughs> and I think it's, oh. it, oh man, it's so, it's so good. So anyone out there, if you haven't watched, I think you should leave. What the fuck are you doing with your life? Like Seriously, figure yourself out. Idiots. Um, it's so, so good. Uh, the only, we only have a few more minutes here uh, before I want to get Chris on. The only other thing I want to talk about is I did go to the movies this week. Oh yes, okay, okay. And yes. I saw old Jungle Cruise, oh. not Jungle Cruise. No, 
I old. saw old. Old is the that's that's what it's called, right? The M Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, where he there? Where they're at the beach or something? The beach makes you old. Yeah. Yep. That that was it. Good. I liked it. I thought it yeah. was. I thought it was good. I mean, it's been memed up, right? I mean, that's like yeah. that's like all over the place. The beach makes you old. Ha ha ha. And that essentially is the premise of the show. Mm-hmm. But I think it's actually really good. And it has like doesn't have like a. I want no spoilers. Um, it it has an M Night Shyamalan style twist but it's not like a they were dead the whole time type of twist (laughs) it's a much more like rooted in reality type of thing which i think you'd you'd appreciate more um i liked it i thought it was good uh it was very much entertaining it was spooky it was creepy well acted um i thought it was good and it was and it's funny because he's clear so they it's not streaming they didn't release it to any streaming platform M. Night Shyamalan is like one of those guys who's like really um into the theater experience and the movie actually starts with just him, the camera on him saying, I'm M. Night Shyamalan. Thank you so much for coming to the movie. I, I believe in seeing movies oh, wow. as they're meant to be seen at the theater. So I appreciate you coming and seeing this. Enjoy the show. And then, and then it basically starts. So he's like, they're really doing anything they can. <laughs> to get people Imagine actually... if he recorded one for people that are watching at home being like, hey, I'm, hey, I'm go in fuck yourself. Did you go pirate this? Yeah. I fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Here's a twist. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. Uh, so I thought that was interesting, and the movie was good. It was worth seeing, and I I do like that movie experience. You know, I like the I miss popcorn, it. the soda. I, um, I don't I don't know if I talked about it on here, but I brought Riley to see. A, yeah, a you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay, and just and like it felt good to be back like yeah. in a theater. You know, so it's it was um, definitely a good experience, and I do enjoy still going to the movies. Uh, so I uh, I highly recommend it. I'd say go and check it out. I'm going to. I think, I think maybe I'll uh, take the missus take the missus yeah have a nice little date and i wish we both fall asleep in the movie theater do not uh, take my goddaughter she's far too young to see a movie is, like it, is it so is it is it scary or is it just like spooky it's like creepy and then it has one or two like kind of gross scary mm-hmm. horror-esque moments are there like jump scenes or is it just like there's one or two it's not really heavy on that so i feel like she can handle it most movies like it showed her jurassic <laughs> park and uh Who, that might not have been no. Oh, no, not your guy. I'm, I'm talking about Riley now. Yeah, showed Riley Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park's like kind of a kid's movie, though. Eh, it's a couple scenes not, not meant for five-year-olds. And I, I think it's in thought... the same way that like like Indiana Jones is a kid's movie. So Star yeah, so there's, there's a like a cartoon movie. of Jurassic World on Netflix that like is loosely based on the, on the actual movie. And she loves that. And I told her, I was like, well, this was a movie movie. And she's like, I want to watch it. And I showed it to her. And she's like, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you show this to me? I'm just a kid. <laughs> Why did you listen to me? Um, yeah. So that's what I've been watching. Uh, so I think it's time to get the old guest on here. guest uh, We are very excited to have Chris join us today. Chris, welcome onto the show. We're so happy to have you. Thank you very much for having me, Ben. Uh, nice to be here. Um, yeah. Enjoying my my Sunday night here. Yeah. I guess, yep. I guess it's not nice that I'm having you here. No. So, no. <laughs> no. It can not. be. <laughs> yeah, it can be. He's just not sure. He's not ready to, he's not ready to subscribe to Higgins. He, he it's subscribes okay. to Ben. It's all right. But uh, yeah, no, like I said earlier, Chris is uh, my friend from from college. I said, did we, o- we overlapped for one year in college or we didn't overlap at all at UHA? I think there was one year that we overlapped, but it was like uh, friends, you know, we met through Carrie. And so I think uh, it ended up Carrie. being like, yeah, shout out Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it ended up being uh, like a quick thing. I think maybe like a little bit through like the end of your college year. Your last yeah, year that's year. right. That's right. But we've, uh, we've stayed tight 
we've stayed tight. I even, I saw you in my most recent trip back to Boston, which was fucking awesome. Um, Yeah, it was really good. Yep. Chris and I, uh, we share a love of many things. We share a love of video games, which is what we're going to talk about today a little bit. Uh, And we share a love of music. Chris is a very talented musician and we have, we, we jam and we've collaborated and it's really cool. Um, And you're a really, you're a good dude. So I'm glad to have you on. Thanks again. I appreciate it. You guys are both good dudes from uh, meeting you for a little while Higgins on the first night there at your, at, at Ben's bachelor thing. Uh-huh. That was good. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was fun seeing you recently, Ben. That was good. See, Chris remembers Higgins that you only, that you only came to one night of my bachelor yeah. party. Well, again, I was there for two, but the first night apparently didn't count. So first night doesn't, first night doesn't count, but, no. uh, uh, okay. So Chris, we love to ask our guests one important question. What have you been watching? Yeah. Um, so, uh, kind of out of, uh, out of character for me, normally I, uh, I've been watching a uh, longer format series or what I think is longer format, uh, the handmaid's tale. Um, oh, interesting. Uh, I think it's an exclusive to it might Hulu. be, uh, Hulu? yeah. Hulu. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's, it's pretty, pretty unlike what I normally watch. Cause it's like incredibly dark. Um, it's like, it's not just dark. It's like, um, I mean, dark is definitely right, but it's, it's like depressing, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't think I've watched a sadder show. I think like <laughs> the closest thing I've gotten is um, I think some of like the really terrible scenes from like uh, the movie Requiem for a Dream. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the vibe that you get in almost every episode. And oh, they do, oh, they do boy. a lot of like slow-mo, just like, um, what is it called? Like a soliloquy or a monologue, you know, like just like monologuing and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot yeah. of it, it's, uh, it's pretty brutal. And I think um, like my biggest, uh, you know, my biggest contention with it is that I think if like it gets a pass because it's based on a book mm-hmm. that was written like 20 or 30 years ago, I think it's like the eighties, the mid eighties, that book or seventies that came mm-hmm. out. Uh, and of course, if that was just like, and in, in like a new IP, like just a new idea and somebody came to like Hollywood with that, it would probably never get made oh, into a show. They, right. But since like it was you're, a popular you're a psychopath. Yeah. yeah but exactly. since it was, it was a popular book by a popular author that arguably is, is as relevant or more relevant today than it was when it was, when it was made. So I think that speaks mm-hmm. to why it was so popular. That's one of the shows where like, I think I'd like it, but I, I, there's a, like the depressingness is a barrier to entry for me. Like I, yeah. I never like sit down and I'm like, man, time to kick my feet up and really, <laughs> really it out, feel yeah. like shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Do, so do you like it? Uh, I think it's really awesome. I think, like I said, I think uh, it takes like some of the, some of like the grittiest parts to me that were from Requiem for a Dream or some, some other, I'm sure some other movies like kids or train spotting, stuff like that. Yeah. It yeah. takes some of like the really parts where you're just like, shit like that's that's some heavy stuff you know and and especially because um yeah like you said the timing and stuff like that because i think it uh so i was actually looking for the audiobook of this and that's what i found the like the, the show cover art for this I, so I was like oh i was like oh, i didn't know they made a show maybe i'll watch that instead because i have a really hard time like sitting and cracking a book so i'll do totally the, the whole audiobook thing but um i don't know how faithful it is to the book but i think like yeah. the it, the the big issue i have uh with the show in general is is like yeah there's like almost a mandatory sad part in every episode there there right. has not been like a a super cheerful cheerful part yet the humor when they do grab some hum- some bits of humor i think it's like it's amazing though it's like really really good and yeah yeah really uplifting and stuff especially cuz the whole thing is super super downbeat <laughs> that's such an interesting point though is that like it, does it almost feel like 
sometimes some episodes, the depressing shit is like almost artificial. It's like, hey, this is like what our show is all about. We need to work something yes. in that's going to make people feel really shitty. Like, let's yes. do this. Yeah, it's it, there was a couple of scenes. There's a couple. Um, the, the screenplay is great. I only recognize two of the um, two of the actresses from there. There's um, the the woman that plays uh, uh, Puse, I think her name was on Orange is the New Black. Yeah, one of the inmates. Um, she's good in it, but she has a, so far, she has a, I'm only through like the first season. There's multiple seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, she's good so far. She has a pretty minor role. Like she'll pop up now and then, but all of the, the cast is really good at what they're doing, but there's a couple parts where they have like, um, dialogue between one of the main people and like, like an extra or whatever. And the extra says some like really weird, like probably like they kind of like they pulled it from the book, maybe just to mm -hmm. like give it, you know, give it its due, you know, it's yeah. justice or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like so, a shout out, yeah. So like there's a couple parts um the you know you can you can look up what the general plot is i think most people kind of know what it is but it's just like a general oppression of women and yeah. there's a couple parts that just just like speak to that immediately and you're like this is probably plucked from the book so like they get a pass but again if it was anybody else like if you know spielberg or some or somebody was like i want to make this a show and it's yeah, be like, like the yeah maybe you just um, yeah 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 i mean that i mean that show i mean is is i think um, spearheaded from what I what I hear is an incredible performance from Elizabeth Moss, who's of course yes. an incredible um, yes, actress. We were actually I know you weren't on, but we were just talking about Mad Men uh, in the earlier segment. Um, who she's she's also and she plays Peggy in Mad, Mad Men. Mm -hmm. but, uh, that would be she's like she is a prolific lead, right? Akin to akin to like um, uh, uh, what's his name, Breaking Bad guy, uh, Brian, Brian Cranston. Cranston. Yeah, so I think that would be that's a draw to the show for me is seeing her performance which i hear is is excellent i don't know higgins have you watched i've not i've not yeah but it's the same same situation i'm i've been wanting to get into it but then every time i, I you know sit down and think about doing it i'm like i don't want to be depressed yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, exactly I'm not yeah it's like i want i'm in the right headspace like man i'm feeling really happy today let's really yeah. like drag shit down you know yeah, exactly yeah. um but at the same time it it is a, a lauded show. It's a, it's an awarded show, driven by a strong performance and a great supporting cast, from what I hear. So I, I see the draw. Like I understand why people watch it and like it. I know uh, Jamie Jamie loves it. That's a show that she really likes. My dad really likes it. So I think it does appeal to a, a very wide audience. And it's um, it's interesting. That's I would have never guessed in a million years, Chris, when you <laughs> came when you came on. It was like okay, I'm gonna ask him what he's been watching, and he's gonna say, "Handmaid's Tale." Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. but that's cool. I mean, you got to expose yourself to to shit so um i have i have a pretty long list of shows um and some movies that i've gotten I've, i think i've told you ben just you know kind of just like listening to your guys podcast and just like <laughs> yeah. just, you know like i'm where i'm working or whatever and i'm like this is awesome and it's, it's like having a conversation you know, i work from home so it's nice to have kind of like a conversation off to the side you two talking and yeah. i have like a list of stuff to like a backlog of things to watch that you guys uh, recommended that i found through this this podcast wow. we we appreciate that, you, us, that you're a listener that. and hopefully you're like Hopefully, yeah, hopefully your recommendations don't do you wrong, but uh, <laughs> it, the, everything that we recommend is definitely going to make you feel better than The Handmaid's Tale. So I think there's <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Depends. Uh, that's cool. Okay. That's awesome. Um, did you say you had like a movie you want to talk about too? Uh, yeah, just uh, like I have this uh, a movie that I kind of return back to every couple of years, which is the opposite side of the uh, the spectrum as far as uh, depression movies go and stuff. Uh, it's just I Heart Huckabees. It's just a movie. It's been oh, out for a yeah. long time. Jude Law, um, Jason Schwartzman, I believe. Mm. Uh, Lily Tomlin. It's Mark got Wahlberg. Like, some, yeah, Mark Wahlberg's in it. It's got some like really weird. It's it's a movie. I think it just it uh, it didn't 
didn't get its due justice as far as uh like weird spacey philosophy movies go yeah um but yeah, yeah. I just it's it's like one of my favorites of that that genre you know eternal sunshine and spotless mind right. just kind of weird movies about almost almost nothing movies they're like movies about nothing sort of so so I that's one that's one so i've been going back i don't know if you've been listening listening to recent episodes but i've been going back and trying to expose myself to you know i'd say classics like modern classics or things that i haven't seen that are like really really popular blind spots yeah yeah it blinds exactly and that's that's one that i i've not actually seen that movie so that's one that i really need to uh catch up on higgins i assume you've seen that one i have yeah it's um yeah. I mean, it sounded, I like the that. cast sounds awesome. Yeah, I like Mark I like Wahlberg. David Russell. I like David Russell movies, so I've seen I've yeah. seen most. I'm, I probably think probably everything that he's either written or directed. So yeah. What do you like about that movie, Chris? Um, I think my first watch through of the movie, uh, I there's I don't think there's a lot of things you catch in the background or things that you're like you know you don't have like a lot of aha moments or anything like that or gotcha moments or anything in the movie because again it's just like it's very much just a philosophy driven movie. But I think uh, kind of looking at like I'm kind of, in, you know, I'm, in, I'm into philosophy and stuff, but I also just think like the the clash of personalities and how they kind of smush them together. The movie's a lot about like, you have like a lot of nihilism and you have a lot, a lot of just kind of existential, um, like the movie opens up with the most, you know, like garden, you know, what is the movie um, Garden State? You know, that hipster type of movie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it opens up. Jason Schwartzman is pretty much just saying like, what am I doing? What the fuck am I doing here? Like, who's a delight? And, I love Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, love I him. think. I want to say the movie wrote on the, um, you know, his, his performance there. I think he probably got the the role uh, from what's the, the school movie, the movie where he's got Rushmore uh, Rushmore. Yeah, Rushmore. There you go. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, so. Another amazing one. Yeah. Yeah. And I so, bet you're so, right. I bet that is, I bet that is where he, you know, that kind of is springboard. Like he just got hired immediately. Yeah. Hired yeah. Into, um, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, just the kind of, like I said, just the, the existential uh, kind of like, the philosophical BS that that movie encompasses is great to me. Um, yeah. I recommend it for just kind of a casual watch and definitely not yeah. depressing. <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, I, yeah, I'm more, much more likely to watch that. That is, that's one of those movies that like, of course I should have seen it, but I, but I haven't. So time to, uh, time to catch up. up. That's cool. That's cool. So that's one of your favorite movies then. Uh, I heart Huckabees is definitely one of my favorite movies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. I, um, I wasn't sure we we talk a lot more about things like music and video games and and stuff and like you know our our mutual friend group than we do talk about like shows and movies so I wasn't sure what to expect and it got me thinking do you are you ever on Carrie's Plex No I'm never I I he's invited me you know on or whatever I don't know do you have to get a you have to pay like to get No no you can no 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 you can you can share your Plex and you can view other people's Plex for free um do you want it yeah, so I'm on Carrie's and I don't I don't really watch a lot of it, but I was I was randomly browsing his. So for those of you who don't know, and, and Higgins, you might not know, Plex, or Plex is like what I use to watch shows that, that you get from like, that you like download and shit. And um, you can share each other's libraries with other people. And I was looking at Carrie's library. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that's, that's, that's like looking at. It's like looking into a mind of a serial killer. So we don't talk about Carrie too much on this podcast, which is a damn shame because he's uh, collectively like a good friend of all of us. Yeah. And definitely for me and Chris, one of our, we best should start friends. a separate podcast where we just talk about, just Carrie. talk about Carrie, Carrie this worship. Is, yeah. This is kid, the Carrie worship hour. I'm your, <laughs> I'm your pastor, Ben. And this is my uh, altar boy. Higgins. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's your mind went there, not mine and not Chris's. Um, Carrie is, is, so Carrie is our friend. He went to college with us as well. Uh, and he is a very interesting, very unique dude. If you're listening, Carrie, I love you to death. 
Um, his, his plex is, so I consider your plex to be like, it's a, it's a little bit of a, um, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a dive into your soul, right? It's like, what are you all about? Right. If you look at my plex, you'll see all the shit that I, that I talk about. Obviously you'll see a lot of sci-fi, a lot of horror, a lot of comedy. Um, Carrie's plex is the weirdest combination of like straight up Hollywood movies, like normal mainstream Hollywood movies. And then like the weirdest fucking art shit that you've ever seen in your life. So I, I have to assume they're both for his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. I like, and then Carrie just kind of watches. I don't think, I don't know if Carrie watches a lot of TV, probably a lot of anime and stuff, but uh, it was just, it was funny because I had no idea what to expect from you. And I was like, well, maybe it'll be similar to what Carrie likes, but uh, it, and you know, it nope, was, it was a weird, it was a weird experience. And I really dislike uh, anime. Uh, I don't like anime either. Yeah. Yeah. For, for what it's worth. But I think that's kind of like, that's, that's, that's a popular it. sort of a yeah. popular opinion i don't know i don't think it is i'm not sure i mean it's yeah it's like it's popular to like anime and it's popular not to like anime anime is taken it's like a it's definitely become more mainstream and i think a lot of like because there's like a really heavy overlap between anime and like hip-hop culture right and i think that's something that's like that's really coming to the forefront and of course hip-hop culture is popular culture and uh so so i think a lot of people are kind of catching on to that but um mm-hmm. anyways i digress very interesting stuff. Thank you for sharing what you've been watching. Yeah. Um, so we have brought you here uh, to talk about video game movies. So I'll, I'll add a little bit of context here. I talk about video games pretty frequently. I play a ton of video games. Um, yep, I really do. Chris, I know you do too. We play a lot of video games together frequently. Guilty. Um, <laughs> and so you had mentioned, when you mentioned that you want to talk about like video game movies, and I, I by extension, like video game TV shows too. I was like, I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet because it's such an interesting topic and it's so heavily, heavily relevant to what I like. But generally video game movies, most movies that come out. And when we say video game movies in this context, it's movies that are based off of a video game, I think is, is the first definition that I think of, right? Because there's also, there's the inverse of that. And there's, you know, um, cinematic video games that can almost be considered movies. There's a whole bunch of directions you could take this in. Um, yeah. But typically, I think most video game movies that come out, movies that are based on video game IP, aren't very good, or at least aren't did, don't become very critically well accepted or popular, right? Yeah. Um, and I think there's a few exceptions to that, but I'm interested, you know, Chris, when you think of video game movies, like what do you, what movies do you think of? What do you think about as a whole? Do you like when video games are made into movies? Like what, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I think the, uh, I think most people agree that video game movies uh, suck uh, for the most part. And that I think the, the further you go back in time, the less, um, true they are to the the video game lore and the and the the you know the, the story and stuff like that like mario also, brothers yeah whoa, like that, whoa, that's, whoa, 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 whoa. that's the perfect example easy on the mario brothers that was my favorite one of my favorite movies as a kid that doesn't uh, and that's the me. problem and that's and that's the thing i think is that there's like a there's a coating of a very very thin coating of nostalgia that goes over every single video game movie for someone that's so true like, of every movie that Higgins likes, by the way, but especially true for video game movies. I think that's exactly right. He only likes it because he he saw it when he was younger. American <laughs> Psycho. <laughs> and that, that's right, though. I mean, if you no, watch the Mario Brothers movie fresh today, like... I have been searching for it for so long and I can't find it. It's not streaming anywhere. There's and probably a reason for that. That's exactly. Well, I mean, don't. <laughs> people are just afraid of its success. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Who was... Uh, it has... Uh, what's his name? John... Bob Hoskins uh, and John Nick Wazamo. Yeah. Dennis, yeah. Dennis Hopper. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, and he's he, he looks bizarre. He like that movie especially yeah, he's like half human, half half all the makeup. Max headroom. Yeah. He's got yeah. like like corn like 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 uh, cornrows or something going on. It's a really uh, weird outfit. He's that's got. weird. Yeah, yeah. But um, he's in a business suit. But yeah, so you were so you were saying typically they're not they're they, they suck, which I think is right. And I think yeah. sometimes they're they're accompanied with a little bit of nostalgia. But at the end of the day, it's really difficult to think about a a video game movie that was objectively good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're, they're getting closer. They're getting so, so much closer, especially with the advent of superhero, you know, the, the MCU and stuff like that. They're getting totally. much closer to be able to nail what people want to see, but there's even like recent examples. And the thing that actually got me thinking about all of this um, is, you know, you have like, like I reached, I recently watched the new Mortal Kombat movie that, mm-hmm. that came out. That was on, on HBO max, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I think it was actually, I, yeah, I, that's actually one of the things I, I got from my sister's Plex server. Okay. Um, okay. I just, I just watched it there, but uh, yeah. So that was, that was, it almost, if you, it, now that you mentioned, it, I should probably look, look into that, but if it was going to be made for like HBO or something, it kind of has the, that feel to it because I feel like the screenplay, the actors are not that, that amazing, but it's like a, it's a video game movie based on mm-hmm. a fighting thing, which doesn't really have, it has like a mixed lore set to it. It's not like the right. Witcher walking dead or something that you can like. Right. Right. You know, There's it's inconsistent. It I think Mortal Kombat, just like Mario brothers, like what fucking lore does Mario Ugh. brothers have? They're brothers, they're plumbers and they're in, they got to rescue the princess. Like that's not a lot to make a movie on. So the movie that you're going to make is going to not at all relate to the video game and people are going to be disappointed. And I think yeah. that happens very frequently unless it's a lore heavy franchise. I'm glad you mentioned the Witcher because the Witcher was a, a, a show Whoa. going into its second season on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, starring um, uh, Cavill, oh, right? Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill, yeah. Who's who's everywhere? I just read they're considering him for um, John for John Leguizamo's biography. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stop. I just, love, I just love saying John Leguizamo. It's such a perfect last name. I was it just really like is. sounding it out before Leguizamo. That's so they're good. they're considering him for something like Cyclops or something, some sort of big like some sort of big character. I, but uh, that is a. I mean, th- those those video games are based on books, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Originally, yeah. and and so I think that's. And why... for everybody at home, can you just go over what a book is again? Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a movie that you can't just sit there. Yeah, it's like a tree. Oh. It's evolved into something bigger. Yeah. Um, you just page th- like page through the leaves, I believe. Yeah, they call you them. you you ingest the leaves, and oh. I don't know. It's pretty clear that none of us have read a book and maybe can read, but whatever. We can we can cover yes. that later. Yes. Um, <laughs> save that for the Carrie podcast. Let's save that for the yeah. Let's save that for the Carrie. Can we podcast. read Carrie? Carrie, can we read, please? <laughs> Please, Carrie. No, he's like no. Sorry, um, The Witcher is based on books, and it's obviously extremely lore heavy. I mean, the the third I had to stop playing the third Witcher game because it was just so dense, and there was like yes. so much to do. So that there's a lot to draw from. There's a lot to pull from. There's a lot to make a good show about. You combine that with a strong lead and a great universe that mm-hmm. was crafted, and then that's the recipe for a good. Yeah. a good video game ip i think yeah the walking dead i think is the only other thing that i can think of that originated as a, a graphic novel in their case but made a phenomenal telltale games uh kind of choose your own adventure type of game and then also made obviously a phenomenal um uh show their their tv show i think it's still going i don't really i haven't watched yeah, it in it's so it's long still going. it's many, so yeah, yeah i think it's coming into its last season right now yeah yeah, yeah lots yeah. of the spinoffs and stuff but that's a great example too so higgins the there's a whole bunch of um walking dead video games but they're not like your typical video game they're basically uh stories 
that you play through. They're like, they're very story heavy. There's not a lot of action. It's like playing a comic book or a graphic novel almost where you're like, you're playing the part, you're walking around, you're opening doors or interacting with people. You're choosing, you're choosing what you want to say. Are they PC or are they? Or are they uh, they're for everything. Multi. Yeah, yeah, they're for everything. Really? This company, phone, think, yeah, this company Telltale Games makes a whole, turns a whole bunch of intellectual properties into video games like this that are basically stories. That's a way that you can like, you know, cause the other inverse of this is, 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 video games that are based on movies which often aren't good either but that's a way to do it where you're not trying Shout to make out the it... et video game for atari oh, that's like notorious that's being yeah. the worst video game ever all it's like a this... land a landfill filled with those yeah. cartridges too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like oh, new yeah, mexico or right. something like that yeah. that's right that is that is and yeah i mean some of the word like the the uh, i know it's not based on a movie per se but the superman 64 game for n64 is is supposedly like the worst game of all time so like there's some real crap out there but but it's when you try to like i want to make this movie franchise into some video game that exists i want to make god of war but with fucking superman instead of whatever like that's when you get into trouble i think it's when you're just trying to tell a story in that universe like the telltale games where it Mm -hmm. actually can be pretty effective it's almost like an extension of the show or the movie way but so when you're saying that these game these movies are bad are you based? Are you going based off your own opinions? Or are you going based off of like box office? Or are you going like is there because like well, both at, right? At, I mean, look at like we, like the original Mortal Kombat movie from 1995. It's it's a fun movie to watch, and whether or not it's it was commercially successful or whatever, I think it does the game. Ju- there's a there's like one or two characters that you're like, who the fuck is this? This was this doesn't sound right, but. I think it does the video game justice and it's a fun movie to go back and watch. It's not going to win any, any Oscars, but I mean, it's, it's, it's still something that I look back and say, Oh, that was, you know, that, that, that holds true to the, to mm-hmm. the video game and, you know, adds a little bit more to it. And and it's a fun movie to sit down and just like turn your mind off to and watch, you know? Yeah. And that but was probably, one of the... but probably wouldn't be considered a successful video game movie because it probably fit probably, but I don't know. I don't have the numbers in front of me. It probably bombed at the box office. I imagine. Yeah. So, yeah. People like that movie though. Do they? I think so, right? I thought people I loved liked it. That. I thought I thought they did. So yeah. So but that's that's, that's like my, what Chris that's was saying. My Mario Brothers. Yeah. That's like Chris exactly. That's what Chris was saying with the nostalgia. Like that movie. We watched that movie when we were kids. So like there is definitely that element to it. Um yeah, okay. So uh so most of them are unfortunate. There are bright spots though. I think there's some video game movies like what, Higgins? Let's like hear so- it. Like Sonic. The new Sonic. Oh, with have Jim Carrey. Have you Ooh. seen this? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Teeth. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I don't know. Maybe, I have kids, so maybe that's maybe Did that's why. Did you see why. it, Chris? Uh, no, I I like I keep my head in the sand with stuff like that. So so far, because I it's... enjoyed it. I thought. I mean, I thought it was decent. The, the you know yeah. the comedy was, you know whatever. It was it was it's definitely a kids movie. But I mean, I feel like it uh it hark it, they they throw a lot of um like stuff to break because they know the people are watching it now were parents that were kids at the time the games were popular yeah so like they're only there either with their kids or because they want to watch it because they were kids when fan the service yeah, yeah yeah so they throw a couple you know jabs in for the for fan service but i thought the, i thought it was a pretty good i thought it was a pretty pretty good movie but yeah i'll watch so, it it's it's on my watch list though yeah i i want i would i would watch it too you'd have to be in the right mood though i want to sit down if you want to sit down and be really depressed you know you want also go watch it also show. killed at the box office too i think it, i think it brought in over like 150 million dollars well it had it had star power jim carrey yeah, so people like, want to see jim carrey it's still so it was commercially successful as well which is which i Unusual. didn't think was going to happen yeah yeah when, when they first announced it was it so what are the exceptions so generally i think we've established movies based on video games typically are not very good 
Um, but there are exceptions. Chris, what do you like? What video game movies do you like? I think an unpopular opinion, but it it may play more with like a different generational thing is I think the resident the first Resident Evil movie. I yeah. loved that movie. I thought it's, it was really yeah. good. The um, first one I think is good. I think don't they go downhill in quality pretty pretty yeah, quickly because there's like, a lot yeah. of them. There's like five or six or maybe yeah. even more. And of they're them. making and they, they're making new ones. They're making a, or it's like yeah. a series, right? Or is it a new movie? I don't know, but I think they're rebooting the 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 movies. I'm not sure with me if Mila Jovovich, Jovovich, John Leguizamo or not. Sorry, John Leguizamo. But we hired the wrong actress. No, but that's a great answer. That's the one. I think that's the one that comes to mind when you think about video game movies that actually succeeded. Um, and Resident Not Evil. In the box office. I don't no, think no, that but like succeeded as being like an okay, yeah. an okay movie. Um, and Resident Evil is a great intellectual property to base a movie on because the world is so cool. Scariest you know? video games I've ever. Which I've is ever, like I've, that's that's a great recipe for a good horror movie. And I, they, it and was, I literally was terrified playing those as a child. But those oh, games yeah. are fucking scary. I yeah. mean, I mean, survival horror games in general. I mean, if we're talking survival horror and we want to flip it, um, an incredible survival horror game based on a movie is Alien Resurrection. Mm. Did you play through that? that? Was that That's, was was that at the was that at the Dream Machine? Was that it? Was that an arcade game? No. I feel like I remember that being at the Dream Machine in Hanover. Maybe, maybe. No, this is just like a straight up survival horror game based on the Alien franchise. Uh, okay. That's really good. But okay, so so Chris, so you like Resident Evil? Is there any other? Are there any other bright spots for you? Uh, I think another uh, similar to Resident Evil, I think Tomb Raider with Lara, uh, mm-hmm. with Lara Croft, with uh, Angelina Jolie, because there's That's a newer right. one yeah. that yeah. came out like three years ago, which I didn't know about, which apparently uh, did just as poorly in the box office. <laughs> like, I guess she was more of a punching bag in this newest movie because mm-hmm. it's more true to the newer games where she's mm-hmm. effectively that. Right. Um, like more actiony. Yeah. But yeah, Angelina Jolie, Tomb Raider, again, I thought it was just because I was a kid. It was just because I was a kid. I loved it. And yeah. it's got a soft spot in my my heart now. I will say while we're talking about video game movies, one of my one of my favorite movies from when I was not a kid, but like high school age, I watched this a lot. It came out in 2005. So it was right when I was in started college. Uh, no, wait, sorry. Yeah. Right when I was I was a sophomore. In sophomore college. Yeah. Um, the movie. So this I think this this is a movie based on a popular video game franchise. It is. One of my favorites. It's so much fun. And I watched it recently. It was on Netflix. I watched it like a year ago when I was like hungover and I tossed it on, got some Burger King, and it was this incredible cleansing experience. Um, stars Dwayne the Rock Johnson, stars Carl Carl Urban, not Jumanji. Ooh, based on a game. That's pretty oh, good. Oh, it's though. Doom. Are you talking about Doom? I'm talking about Doom oh, from yeah. 2005. Doom fucking holds up. Doom is a fun movie. They nail the atmosphere of the games. They nail the vibe of the games, like high action, high intensity, uh, big muscly beefcakes running around, killing aliens, smashing devils. Like it's like it's fucking good shit. And the movie is fun. Uh, the Rock and and Carl Urban as a one-two punch would sell any movie, right? And I mean, on top of that, it's I don't think it sold Doom though. <laughs> No, I, I don't flopped. think it was. Yeah. No, it but that's like all of these flopped. Like I don't think there this has been. Also, like a, this was also like two thousand and what you say, two thousand five. Oh five, yeah. So this was like this was like Walking Tall, Dwayne Johnson. This was this was like like, like yeah. yeah. This was like him right when he was hitting his stride as a, as yeah. an actor. This was, this this was he was still in the WWE at this point, so he wasn't oh my a full fledged. This movie has an eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, yeah. There's Prince oh, of Persia yeah. as well that came out. Around Prince that of Persia was, I think, with the Jake Gyllenhaal one, right? I heard that yes. was good. Oh, I heard that it was awful. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. see, this is the problem. Like, who, like, you know, it's that's all the thing. That's yeah. the, I think that's the main, the main problem. And you said it in the beginning was like, you have the, the, the biggest issue is you're trying to cater to two totally different 
groups of people you're trying to yes. cater to the, the moviegoers and the game the gamers and so like i think the new mortal Kombat movie did a really good job of that because it has like mediocre acting and everything but the plot is okay and it's sent it, it's centralizes on like the the plot of mortal Kombat, the universe and stuff um it's it's more of like a build up to how these fighters are going to start participating in mortal Kombat, the actual tournament uh and but they have a couple call like they have a couple throw throwbacks in there like at one point scorpion does the famous you know get over here line, yeah right, like, right. That. like they have some of the fatalities which of course mortal Kombat's known for mm-hmm. uh invoking the esrb to regulate video game violence stuff like huh. mortal Kombat has they have such a like a deep like a, a deep history in american history in such a strange way it was like that and a couple other games that really forced the hand of uh, the video game industry to like regulate right so yeah 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 and that's inter- that's such a great point is it like it's like do you cater to the movie watcher or do you cater to the video game audience i'd say successful adaptations need to strike a balance i don't think you can do one or the other right when you go too heavy towards the video game then you're gonna you're gonna not have a good movie right yeah, right and if and vice versa you're gonna have something that um might be a fine movie, but people are going to watch it expecting to see fucking Mario brothers. And they're going to see yeah. John Leguizamo being a dope, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Doom struck a perfect balance. I don't, so I, I'm, I'm harping on this because I love this movie. The whole, there's a whole scene at the end of Doom where he takes like a shot that like supercharges him. And then they show this big action sequence in a first person view. Oh yeah. So it looks yeah. it looks just like you're actually playing a first person shooter, oh, which is Freddy, what Doom is. One of the Freddy Krueger's uh Nightmare on Elm Streets did that in the 80s, man. They are not they weren't like <laughs> they didn't do they they weren't revolutionizing shit with you that. ain't new. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so it's so fucking good. Whether or not they revolutionized it or anything, I don't I don't know. But it was it's just so good. And it's like the movie itself is a great kind of sci-fi alien blaster. Um and it has great fan service for fans of video games and fans mm-hmm. of the franchise in general. So for me, that's what makes it good. And The Witcher is kind of the same thing. The Witcher balances references to the game, characters from the game, things that happen in the games with yeah. just being a good modern fantasy show that's interesting to watch. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's when you strike that balance. And it's hard, right? You can't please everyone. But when you, when you strike a good balance, I think that's when, it's, um, that's when it can be really effective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I liked The Witcher a lot. I thought it was really great. So I'm glad to hear they're doing more of it. I also think, uh, I think The Witcher is also amongst it or or as well as being like based on a book series. I think that The Witcher is based on Polish folklore. So they have like a whole extra layer to draw from. They're like, oh yeah. You're like, you're like, oh, look, it's a dragon. And they call it some weird, you know, Polish name or something. And you're like, oh, of course, of course, you know, like, why not? That is, that is really cool. That's really cool. a lot with that. Yeah. That's what I like. This isn't a video game show, but the show Vikings, I don't know if either of you watch that. It, it's, it's kind of similar where it's a great standalone show and it references actual history and Viking folklore and stuff. And I think that that really uh, brings it home, brings it home. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so that's good. So um, what else do you have anything else you wanted to, to talk about? Uh, as far as video game movies yeah. or shows go, yeah, um, there was uh, to what we were saying before. I actually just recalled there was a uh, Netflix Resident Evil series. I think that just that's just what came I was, out. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, and I heard it was um, the the best feedback as a as a as a, a fellow. You've played some Resident Evils. I watched you and Carrie do Resident Evil Five together. Um, the cutscenes in those games, and I think like 
a lot of Eastern games, a lot of uh, Japanese games, stuff like that. They they love like a lot of heavy. Uh, they call them full, full motion video. You know, FMVs, cutscenes, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil has always been known for having like excessively long ones or super super campy ones. So another reason why it makes a great movie. Uh, but I heard one of the reviews for the Netflix show that came out recently was um, the Netflix the Netflix original series for Resident Evil is all of the cutscenes you wished you could skip from the Resident Evil games. <laughs> oh. And so, oh, and, and like, and that hits, that hits me in a special spot because I watch those, those Resident Evil cutscenes from the old games because they're so campy and because they're yeah. so yeah, yeah. You know, stupid. But, um, but that makes me want to watch it even more kind of right. like, yeah, you yeah. Know? That's dead on. Cause that's like, that's what we were saying where it's like, for you, it's nostalgic of the game and it's, it's reminiscence of something you really like of the game, but obviously it doesn't make a good standalone show. If you were going yeah. into that, like a horror fan, not, resident evil fan you'd watch that and be like what the fuck am i watching why am i watching this it's animated i think it's animated too so that's even like another layer of just like netflix has been doing that a lot too they have a castlevania show that's animated too um, which i heard was great i heard it was really good i haven't watched because it is it's kind of like anime style and again that's not really my thing but um yeah i heard that was good too so they're really doing it actually the big one coming out that's supposed to have a budget larger than game of thrones is the last of us tv show um which is coming out on on hbo they just said each, from an episode to episode standpoint, it's going to be the most expensive show is that ever made. Going to be animated or is it? No, no, no. Be- it's live action. It stars. Um, I'm pretty sure. Is it Pedro Pascal? Um, oh, that would be perfect from Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, and other uh, stuff, of course. Sh- yeah, yeah. He would make a perfect Joel. Yep. It's uh, yes, Pedro Pascal is playing Joel. Yep. Nice. And what is where? And what, do they have a role for Lake Wazamo, or is that going to be something? So Lake Wazamo is set to direct. <laughs> oh wow! A directorial <laughs> debut. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you like latched on to like one joke and then you just kind of it's been like a thread throughout the whole conversation. And this episode's gonna be titled funny. this episode is gonna be titled the John Lake Wazamo tribute tribute show. See, I let I let Higgins name the episodes, and I think at this point it might actually be a mistake. <laughs> That's a good call. Like like, Uzama, uh, like it's such a it's it's such a good like I wouldn't say it rolls off the tongue, but it's such a cool word to say Leguizamo. And I don't even know, is that Italian, do you think? Um, I think it's he's, gotta he, be. I think he's Puerto Rican. I thought he's Puerto oh, okay. Rican. If they but ever hired sense. someone who wasn't Italian to play the Mario Brothers, shit would hit the fucking fan. Oh yeah, he probably is Italian. Now that I think of it. Yeah, because the dude who played Mario was it was British. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> Bob Hopkins. He was Bob, in. He was the detective from Roger, Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah, he was yeah. Shmi from Hook, and you know. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize he was from Hook too. That's great. That's cool. Yeah, I think the 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 bottom line is. Uh, movies that are based on games are typically cash grabs and if they're not or if they're passion projects they're aiming at the wrong audience uh, or they don't hit that perfect balance between them they're, uh, they're well yeah it's 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 a tough line to walk because you either make a movie that is so that is so you know close to the game that the only people that will enjoy it are people who play the games, which it right. might be, a, which it means you're not going to make much money, Mm-mm. or you change enough about the game, the movie, that the people who play the games don't think that, don't want to see the movie, and it's yeah. like so it, it's a tough line to walk, you know. Like yeah. I think that was obviously, you know, more case in point with the, with the Mario Brothers movie is that fans flocked. To, I don't know, flocked might be a, a strong word, but fans went to see it thinking they were getting, you know, a Super Mario Brothers movie, and what they got was this weird ass like, yeah. you know. I don't even know how do you know how to describe it you know yeah it's definitely not anything close to it like they they added a few things in there like you know the mushrooms and like uh 
um like even like the the the, the guards like the koopa yeah. guards like with the, like with the big shoulders yeah like with the big shoulders players. and the tiny ass heads. they like, really took it in a weird direction and like yeah. and like um yoshi they had like what yoshi was a legitimate <laughs> lizard like yeah. a dinosaur like it was just a very weird it was just very weird. yeah i think i think the i think the setting of that um movie was or the original like script thing was if the dinosaurs kept evolving or something yeah. like that like, they like didn't they're in a world yeah like... and they're in a world where dinosaurs didn't die and they evolved into people so like so, yeah, so like there's no good which is literally to... nothing to do with them with the game well but that's the no. problem there's no good way to explain what's going on in mario brothers and, and you shouldn't explain it so don't try i mean they should have never if they were going to make them it should have been them fucking around and trying to save a princess like yep. it didn't need to be something that Wait, explained we, like we can all agree that okay stupid mario brothers was not great but we can all agree that oh, john leguizamo was excellent yeah we can all no, agree yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah we can all agree that it's nowhere close to the shit show that was the max Payne movie oh my gosh was yeah was that mark Wahlberg? Yes, yeah with mark yes. Wahlberg. it was that's that in my opinion is the worst video game movie yeah. of all time yes yeah and that's wow. such a serious uh game too like yeah his i think his family, his family gets murdered or, yeah, yeah like, I, think, I think mila kunis is like it's got star pods it's mark Wahlberg. it's mila kunis at her you know height mm-hmm. um i don't know none of them are ever gonna do video game movies again no. because this i feel like that's well, just I don't such know. a look at ryan reynolds doing detective pikachu which, which was a commercial wow. success too like yeah. if, if ryan and ryan reynolds will obviously just do you know he'll do you know out there roles yeah. But if he, if you got a guy, someone with the star power of Ryan Reynolds playing Detective Pikachu, they, you might see some somebody venturing back in to do a video game movie. Did that yeah. movie succeed? Was that a I'm good movie? I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up now. So I'm, I'm looking sure. at from a from a Rotten Tomatoes standpoint. And Rotten Tomatoes, you know, it is what it is. But I'm looking at a list of all of the video game movies on Rotten Tomatoes. The highest rated one is the Angry Birds movie two, which comes okay, well. in at 73%. The second highest rated one is Detective Pikachu. So Detective, the Pikachu, Detective Pikachu made $433 million on a budget of 150 million. So that has wow. so it was so a wildly successful. It was it was Pokemon yeah. right after the huge surge from Pokemon Go. Not right after, but like a year, a couple years after. Yeah. It's I, think Ryan it right, Reynolds. I think it was right after. It was, it was it was close. It was yeah. close. It's Ryan Reynolds who is who is wildly popular, right? And I mean I think that, that. I'm sorry, go. I was gonna say that movie that has all the re- that's the recipe to succeed. And I, I mean, believe the kid, the Justice Smith, I, I, he plays the second lead or like the the human. Yeah, lead, the kid. I yeah. Guess. yeah. I believe he's cast as like um the the Morales the kid the 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 Spider Man and the live action Spider Man oh Miles is he Morales. oh I be believe I, I could I be, I gotta look that up but I feel like he had that was something that I remember reading that he was to, he was cast as the live action uh, Spider Man hmm. so in the in the ninth reboot of Spider Man that they're gonna do eventually so yeah yeah I I still don't know I know uh, I don't have a PlayStation Five I don't really plan on getting one but like the Spider Man games have been killing it recently yeah those games PlayStation are mad good yeah. I don't even understand where they transitioned from Peter Parker to Miles Morales yeah they kind of like in I they don't I think the PS5 remake is with Miles Morales and the PS4 original is Peter Parker. I don't know. I have no so idea. Which, I don't the, one that, the, the one that the one that the most recently just came out. The one I, I have that one. I forget what the name. You is. have the one for PS4 because you don't yes. have a PS5. So you play the one that stars Peter Parker. Yeah, and in there, in that one, there are you play a you know the whole like a third of the of the final act you're playing as Miles Morales. Like it, it, oh. it almost it doesn't necessarily pass the torch, but like it he gets introduced 
into in that in that video game. Hmm. And okay, that's so an they do ex- exist in the same universe. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so that's, that's like that's I, think Marvel I think it's Peter. Stuff. I think it's Peter Parker passing on like he's you know he's yeah, done with it. Type that's of Marvel. That's like all sorts of weird Marvel shit because the you yeah. know the Marvel comics have been going on for like seventy years. So like a million yeah. different things have happened. A million different people have been every hero. Like it's a whole. Yeah. So but that's an example of the. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to say, so Justice Smith is not attached to, to play that role, but he is currently filming a Dungeons and Dragons live action movie. So, oh, yeah. interesting. Um, so that the um, uh, that movie is an example, not Dungeons and Dragons. Um, the one we were just talking about is an example of the other the other way that you can do video game movies, which is video games based on movies. And we talked about that. Like, there's video games based on like every franchise, like all the way back to like the NES days, where they would just make super hard platformers based off of like Aladdin or The Lion King. Yeah. Um, the Home Alone, the Home Alone Sega game is the hardest game I've ever. Home yeah. Alone Two, Sega Sega video game is the hardest game I've ever played in my entire life. They're cool games that, though. Yeah, they're all. I I like play. I like going back and playing those games, and um, it's a lot easier to do it that way than it is to take a a video game property and make it into a movie or a TV show. Um, but yeah. Well, so Angry Birds is the highest rated one. Like, I mean, obviously that's because of you and people like you. What is that supposed to mean? With children, I've my kids have not seen Angry Birds, so (laughs) he has a million views himself. Uh, No, (laughs) I I don't even. I never. I never got into the game when I was when it was a craze. Mm -hmm. So I never got into it. I boy, I'm a straight up boycott of Angry Birds in this household. Yeah, it's so weird. That's like, what would you? Yeah, I guess, I guess you can you can lean into something like The Witcher, which has too much story to like. You can like really cherry pick what you need, and then you have stuff like Angry Birds, which I assume is like we have these where you're just like characters. making the story up. Yeah, well, you yeah. Just, yeah. I think, yeah. What I, where I think Angry Birds is is successful, and this is again, I haven't seen the movies, but I just know that I think they get that's a movie that gets big time actors to play the voices of the role. right jason Sudeikis so like Sudeikis and the, yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah so like you it's on they're recognizable characters they're recognizable they're recognizable actors and voices so i think they can just kind of go and say funny jokes and that's yeah. the, and, what, and what parents people, are probably like that's cool i like yeah, it that's fine yeah. i watch a little something for the parents yeah it's a good point yeah. it's a good point yeah. uh i wish they'd make more movies out of more mobile games I'm surprised there isn't a Candy Crush movie. I bet there actually is. There probably is going to be a Candy Crush. Movie. Oh yeah, there's definitely going to be. Uh, there's I I think they're going to do like it's just called Diabetes Highway. <laughs> <laughs> there's um in a in a similar vein, something that might be interesting to you, Ben, is that there's a, uh, you know, the Dead Space games, which are like Resident Evil games in space, essentially. Uh, they're making a spiritual successor to those games that's set in the PUBG universe. Oh, I heard about this. I'd like, yeah, that's yeah. another one where it's like, cause I, I still actively pay, play PUBG and I was talking yeah. to the people I play with and uh, um, like, we were what like, is that what universe? are they? Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. What are they going to make? Yeah. Like, how do they make a movie out of that? That's what they're, they're going to create a lore for PUBG for the movie. And it's going to make both the movie and the game worse. Yes, exactly. I don't think that this can make anything better for them. Yeah, they just need yeah. to like leave it at what it was, kind of a yeah, secular exactly. universe or whatever. Yeah. Well, if they do make a PUBG or you know, when they do make a PUBG movie, you'll hear about it here on, on the night I go back. <laughs> I will watch that sh- only here. First and only, yeah. We will get the exclusive. <laughs> I will definitely watch that shit. And um we will Reveal. gladly have you back on to uh to, to talk about that, Chris. Um yeah. Yeah. do you have any final thoughts? um no not much I, I really appreciate you guys having me on here this yeah, is uh, my, one of you my were an favorite podcasts you were an excellent guest you and this is not to say that our previous guests haven't been good because they've all been very good for the most part except for one um 
know who you are. <laughs> I'm not going to say are, who yeah. it is. I'm not going to say who it is. Uh, but you came prepared. You have good audio. You had a good attitude. You've been an excellent guest, and we really appreciate having you on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Ditto. Right, Higgins? Ditto. That's, that's from the video game. Get. That's movie. it. <laughs> that's love from Higgins. That's, uh, that's from the I adaptation hope. of Ghost, uh, the video, the SNS, the uh, Sega Genesis uh, video. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. There's. Oh my gosh. There's really? literally a did a Pokemon named Ditto that's in the Pokemon movie. Oh well, then. Then that's voiced that's by John Leguizamo. <laughs> I'm gonna clone you. You can't stop getting into video game movies. Yeah, this is uh, this has been a really, this has been a little heavy on John Leguizamo. I gotta say, I'm gonna go watch all of the Ice Age movies right now just so I can hear John Leguizamo's sweet, sweet voice. Are you really? Oh yeah, Riley's Riley loves those movies, so I'm just be like, hey, toss them on. This is what we're watching. Hey, whatever. Toss them yeah, on. Well, yeah. uh, great job. Thank you very much, Chris, for coming on. It was a pleasure mm-hmm. having you. Um, Higgins, you want to do, you you do a, a, one of those things before we go? No, we're no? skewing long. Let's do a okay, let's save the trope long. for next week. We're skewing okay. long. Um, but yeah, great talk. And if any good video game movies come up, we'll talk about it here. We'll have you back on. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, thanks thank again. you, Chris. Thanks thank you so much for listening. Anyone who's listening, don't forget to like, subscribe, etc. Blah 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 blah. Uh, we'll see you next time. And thank you, thank you to the audience. Thank you to Chris. Thank you, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye.